What? What? I want you to say the thing that you said that was really good the first time. Oh, um, <laughs> this is drive through. Um, if you don't like F1, probably go away. If you like F1, probably go away because both amateurs. Welcome to Drive Through. This is the first episode of a brand new Formula One podcast. Whether you're new to the sport or a veteran, hopefully we'll be able to bring you some fun through the season, all whilst getting down dirty and serious with the world of Formula One racing. Maybe not dirty, but serious. (laughs) So yeah, um, this is the first episode. We're running a little bit late. We've got the Bahrain GP coming up in what, three days? Free practice is on Friday and it's Tuesday, so. Brought Lucas over in the corner to to speak with us this week because I was too sad about not having a guest on so I had to get someone on and Lucas was definitely the best choice. I play the F1 games and don't like Drive to Survive. Exactly, a pro. Veteran Danny Rick fan. Yeah. So we've just finished testing ahead of this weekend's race. Now a lot happened Lando Norris um, and McLaren, specifically Lando, we can leave... um, Oscar out just for a little minute. So sorry about that. In the first day of testing, I'm not sure if anybody's watched it. Um, me and Lucas watched it, and we caught up on highlights as well this morning uh, before doing the podcast. Of within like the first couple of laps of testing, we saw the McLaren team gaffer taping the cars, heat molding the front wing, which is clear to say that it's not the best. It's not looking great. And then Will Buxton um, drive to survive <laughs> expert. Hey, no judgment. Casually leaking that Lando Norris punches walls. Yes. Now, whether we can we can believe that as gospel is not clear. However, Lando Norris was apparently punched the wall, according to Buxton, after testing. And to be fair, it seems pretty legit, seeing as other cars fall into bits. I mean, you'd understand why he'd be upset. He's locked into a long-term contract and the car's a donkey. It's not a good start for McLaren, definitely not. However, um, Will Buxton's word, we're not going to judge his word as we're pretty amateur at this as well, but if any of you have seen Drive to Survive, a lot of people aren't very keen on him. No, he's he's annoying. (laughs) Absolutely brutal, absolutely brutal. But yeah, we'll get on to Drive to Survive later. I'm just thinking about how Danny Rick's probably over there, just like absolutely weighing himself. He's like thinking he's... He's finally gotten away from it. Dodged a bullet. Dodged a bullet completely, and then you've got Oscar Piastri who's taking the bullet straight in the head. He's got no pressure, has he? He's a testing driver, no, no reserve he's driver. Living, he's living his best life. Um, I think Lucas feels pretty, pretty semi-confident about Ricardo's future at Red Bull. Yeah. So my, I've got a silly, uh, not really a silly prediction. This is my less educated prediction. That's like least likely to happen, but. He wants it to happen. That's all that's important. My, my prediction is that Ricardo will replace uh, Perez before the end of the season because I feel like Perez and Verstappen's relationship will become too strained. Yeah, it didn't look too good last year, to be honest with you, with all the stuff of um, him being co- Perez being called back because Max was due his win and basically robbing him of chances he could have potentially had. Obviously, we know Max. He's a championship amazing winner. He's won two in a row now and he's going for his third this year by the looks of it but the hat trick yeah he is he is which is great for him he is a good driver he's he's aggressive but he gets the job done a lot of people don't like that i think he's a good driver just fair game and if drivers are gonna 
pull out of moves because he's too aggressive, then it's their issue. It's a yeah, spot. definitely. You've got to put risks in. I have got to feel for Perez, though. I definitely do. Well, yeah, he's. I feel like Verstappen's a very arrogant, stubborn person. And Savage. I just no, he's. I feel, it's just the crash at Monaco. He's, he's a mangy guy, isn't it? <laughs> a mangy guy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to avoid my strong feelings about Christian Horner for now. I'm going to try and leave that as late into the episode as I can get because I could talk for England. However, yes, we're not biased over here. We think Max is amazing. He's the best driver on the grid at the moment. He is the best driver on the grid. Probably he really by is. a country mile. Probably, yeah, he did. I'm not sure if we've got any of the testing times for max uh, but yeah he was he was in front of everybody by quite a mile in the first day of testing by i think it was a good portion of a second at least i think it was might have been a second and a half i can't remember but uh, so a second and a half ish just whilst we get it up of he how... didn't he, he didn't test on uh, day three he didn't make a time in the car at least what i'm looking at right now doesn't show it is but he had a 132.8 on day one and a 131.6 on day two he had the he had the entire testing session um on day one as well um which is a really really good opportunity for him he's definitely he's getting ahead he's definitely getting ahead and he's not leaving it too late and there were a few people like again we were just saying with mclaren didn't get out as we thought they were gonna get they had yeah. barely any laps round, and it was such a shame for them as well I, I don't know what's going on i don't know what's yeah. going to happen for them the future is a bit uncertain it's i don't think mclaren are ever going to achieve what they want to achieve whilst there are just a company car for mercedes pretty much the need to get their own engine provider like they used to obviously the last time they did that with honda it didn't end great and you know alonso's relationship with mclaren practically melted away i don't think they're ever going to win whilst being run by another team I feel like in the long run, just speaking of Alonso, it's worked out pretty well for him. He's looking extremely strong this time round. On the drive up here, I saw a thing saying that Schumacher walked so Hamilton could run in the Merc, (laughs) and that maybe Seb walked so Fernando could run in the Aston Martin. Yeah. We'll get on to, in a moment, the internet predictions, because we've got a lot on there. We've got a lot to come. We've got Max Verstappen and the Bahrain curse, which, if you guys haven't heard of that, we will fill you in on all the details. We've got people saying that Alonso is going to win the championship title. We've got people saying Hamilton's going to win his eighth driver's championship. We've got we've got all sorts. Um, we've got a couple of sillier ones, such as Williams winning a race, which I think that was a silly one. I can only assume... My favourite was the one where they think the cars are just going to fly halfway through the season. Yes, we will get round to that. But for now, we shall go over to what we think is going to happen for the rest of the season. Before we get on to the silly and serious predictions from you guys who have interacted with us and told us exactly what you think is going to happen, we're going to just talk about what we think myself and Lucas are going to see from the season. I will kick it off with not to play favourites. I think we may potentially see an improvement from Pierre Gasly. I can only hope. Which I love to see. He's got a lot of potential, and I feel like at Alpha Tori that just was not fulfilled whatsoever. And that the move to Alpine could be a make or break situation for him. He's either going to fulfill his potential, if he can get along with his car and the team, and he could definitely go a bit further. <laughs> go a bit further this year. But I know I'm going to miss his relationship with Yuki, my favorite little 
practically little bromance on the grid. <laughs> but this is probably like a make or break season for Gasly. Stayed a season too long at uh, AlphaTauri, in my opinion. He was great in that season where he won at Monza. He was just as good the season after. Last year, he was pretty ad- average season. I know the car wasn't great last year for AlphaTauri. You know, it wasn't great for everyone apart no. from Red Bull, really. Red Bull put a lot in. Obviously, we know they put a lot of money and a lot of effort into their into Red Bull as their main team. And AlphaTauri, yeah, Max and his seven birthday cakes. <laughs> it's Max's seven birthday cakes. If you guys have been watching Drive to Survive, he had about fifty million cakes brought out for his birthday. I can't judge because I'm jealous. I'm jealous. So yeah, um, the budget that is definitely a talk to have at some point today. But yeah, I think he, I think he's definitely got a lot of potential. Um, the car, like you said, wasn't great. I don't think there's any way that this is harsh, harsh, brutal, and honest. But I don't think there's any way that you can fulfil your full potential and go the max to what you need to get to with AlphaTauri. No, it's a feeder team, and if you're good at AlphaTauri, you're going to get a job at Red Bull. There's a reason why Red Bull won't shut of it. Um, the car's not going to get any better whilst Red Bull want to sell. It's either going to go to Andretti or high tech hopefully andretti but yeah there's been some rumors that alpha tori coming over here though to the uk and moving over to the uk but i can't see that happening it was part i of think it would be nice because we could go visit <laughs> but um yeah just a little bit of backing knowledge about me and lucas we there's something about us that we're obsessed with visiting places we visit football grounds just on the random and we visit we went down to um brackley a few months ago and went to go visit um Mercedes and did we go to Aston Martin as we went well? To all, all the ones in that area. We went to Milton Keynes to see Red Bull. Oh, well, no, we went to Milton Keynes, even though it doesn't exist. Yeah, and we, it's not a real we didn't place. See, we should have seen the Red Bull and we completely forgot it was in Milton Keynes. We, we literally like we drove there, forgot it was there, said we were going to go, and then we drove back up home and completely forgot. We drove to um, Mercedes because it was literally t- 10 minutes from the Airbnb we were staying in. Uh, we drove to Aston Martin, which they crossed the road from the Silverstone Museum, and it was just a car park and a sign. Yeah, the Silverstone Museum was immense. I yeah, think we'll it's have great. to. I would. It's highly, highly recommend if you're into like the old stuff and like the memorabilia, it's great. Like they've got bits from every single era of the sport. It's amazing. They've also got, I think they had a bit of, do they have anything, a little bit of MotoGP stuff in there yeah, as they've well? Got, they've got uh, bike bike suits, they've got helmets. Uh, they had, I think they had a bike or two in there, I can't quite remember. But they've got like, it's not more to do with the actual track itself than it is F1. Like it talks about, like the starting, like, you like walk around the museum, not to spoil it, but to walk around the museum... It like you walk around like a timeline of it's the like track an itself. in-person immersive timeline so you see how the track was built who's driven there i know that i'm more of a modern day formula one fan i'd say yeah. that my first kind of introduction to formula one would have been like 2012 2013 uh, because my grandma used to watch it every sunday and i used to sit there i didn't understand what it was called didn't even understand it was called formula one at the time and i just called it grand prix my grandma was like, I'm watching Grand Prix. And I was like, oh, so that's why I thought it was until like I actually got into it as a grown-up. So I think most of my favourite parts of the museum were definitely... It was all the modern days of seeing Danny Rick's Red Bull um, car. Um, even like nowadays, Lando Norris's helmet. That was the yeah, best. The, I took about 14 photos with Lando's helmet. Yeah, the one that was it that the kids did all the little yeah, doodles on. Yeah, I think it was for... A- kids charity it was maybe. one of those things that like you you see you like you saw it on him and you were like that's really lovely but you see it in person it's actually rather touching yeah you, like, you can see like all the little like details and like 
the imperfections and it's it's just nice yeah and seeing like obviously race logs and like sig- i spent half of my time stood in front of like driver's signatures because yeah. obviously you have to do the signing sheets before you start races to log everything and whatever yeah, and, and like, like you're from kind of like attendance and i'm sat there and i'm like that's senna's writing there's like there's like a list what? that's got like and you can just like see some like of the elite names on the list like you know like damon hill insane. Schumacher. it was literally insane yeah it's but i spent more time looking at the paper going what the actual hell yeah he's written that um yeah but it was amazing oh a few of the race suits there's all a lot of lewis's stuff was, there um, george russell i'm not sure, i'm not quite sure of a russell. name but there's like the that female f1 driver which is back in the 60s 50s i should know this as a woman and i don't i'm pretty sure i, I could be wrong but i remember there was definitely a female race there was suit. there was my immediate guess to that was going to be that it was Susie wolf and then i remembered that i think it was a few years ago she did she did a test lap on um a proper f1 track for like the first time that she had like ever in f1 so i'm lying i know nothing i am a useless female part of the podcast is actually that it is female ran by me i'm trying to kind of obviously f1's still a massively male dominated sport and i'm trying to kind of break that out get some more female voices in there i listen to a lot of female ran f1 podcasts myself and i enjoy a lot of the content creators i think it's way better than it's it's way more mainstream than it was like most F1 podcasts I've seen now, like clips on the internet and stuff, have all, all at least had like a female voice on there. Yeah, it's really is, good. It's definitely better than um, not well, well, better than before. One of my favorite um, F1 content creators, shout out to Lydia, got to go to I think it was an Alpine car launch the other day, and that to me was like unbelievable because I remember watching her when she had like a couple of thousand, like ten thousand followers, if that. It's just crazy. Yeah. Back to the Silverstone Museum, there was a lot there. It was crazy, definitely. It was something that I would do again. It's a bit expensive, but if you've got the spare money and the yeah the mobility to get there. We also did the driving simulator. Lucas won by a mile. It's, about 10 seconds was, ahead of me. <laughs> I was expecting it to be like the uh, F1 game with like a steering wheel. I've, I've never used a steering wheel on the game, but I expected it to be like what I imagined it to be like. And it's... It was so difficult. So much more technical than that. It was so hard. It genuinely was. They give you the choice between manual and and automatic. And I thought, you know what, I'll go with manual. I went for automatic because I'm not stupid. I went for for manual. (laughs) They give you like a little test run on like a random track in like a non-specific car for like the first three laps so that you can get used to it. And I was like, manual on there. Wrong decision. So wrong. So when we got onto Silverstone, I was like, all right, automatic. And... You got. You think right. Just put your foot down. You know, and you, you're gonna be gone. No, you're just donuts all the way. It was not okay. It was like you crash into a wall at least at least once every lap, and you're trying to beat your time, and you're like, it's going amazing. It's going amazing. I'm gonna get my name on top of that leaderboard, and you crash immediately. I was like doing. I was like doing purple. Like by the end, I was doing like purple sector two and three. But like, my, it was that first turn. Like where Zhao, where Zhao crashed. Oh Every gosh, single yeah. time I went down there, I'd like touch a bit of the grass and I'd spin. It was always just, that corner. It was tough. I thought I kind I didn't go into it confident. I'm not gonna lie to you, but I thought I was like at least I'm gonna do well. To be fair, I did do well. I think. You were nowhere I think near I the bottom of well. the world. So. No, I wasn't. I was like mid to top table, just a... below. I was a couple of places below you, but I think that's pretty impressive. Seeing as a Lucas is a F1 game pro. I wouldn't quite say that. He's an F1 game pro. I play career mode, that's it. By the way. Oh, boring. Online racing's dangerous. <laughs> it's hard, hard, hard life. 
anyway yeah anything that you think we've just spoken about we did get off a bit on a bit of a tangent but if you're going to go to the silverstone museum do it do it now it's amazing 10 out of 10 recommend it's probably but, it's probably only going to get more expensive so yes. if you've got the means to now you may as well definitely definitely it is it's amazing So we've spoken about Pierre Gasly's hopeful improvement as one of my favourite drivers. Um, yeah, no, like I said earlier, it's make or break for him, really. He's either going to excel to the heights that he really should be or he's going to stay at the level he was last year. Yeah, definitely. He's still a very good driver and he's going to be in the sport for a very long time. It's just whether he's got... I think he's got it in him to be a champion someday. Agreed, if, if agreed. Ma- if Max drops off or he gets like he lo- red bull loses its touch you know yeah. i think gasly's very much in the running this is actually a pretty perfect time to speak about mercedes a lot of people have spoken about how they can see him as a merc driver in the future and included. yes i think so as well but before obviously we can't we can't predict that that's a way off that's years off if yeah, anything i don't think lewis is going to leave for a long no, time no he's still in his contract i think he's still got a while left but one of the other things I thought was going to happen this year was a bit of a Mercedes comeback. I'm not saying comeback as in winning the championship. I'm thinking placing a lot better than they did last year. It's. I hope so too. I'm very hopeful. But it's like last season, I lost a bit of love for the sport. I would not say I lost love for the sport, but I lost a bit of interest because as most F1 fans will probably know, a lot of the races can be a bit of a snooze fest. They can. So... Last, I haven't been as involved last year as I was the season before. Like that season is probably the best I've ever watched between Max and Lewis. Oh, I remember yeah. watching like Monza with my dad, and I was like, "They're gonna crash soon," because you could see it. Like both of them were like getting so close at every turn, and then just the sh- the chicane off the main straight. I was just like, "They're gonna crash here," and then yeah, and then Max mounted Lewis. So which is crazy. I watch that sometimes, and I'm like, mm, "Ow." I remember watching Abu Dhabi, and I was like, "My mum's never watched an F1 race in her life." Really? <laughs> She'd never watched an F1 race in her life and she was stood there and she like me and my dad were getting so angry because of like, you know, the FIA shenanigans yeah. and like even she were yelling like for Lewis. Lucas's mum is like the loveliest lady, so I can't even imagine. She gets a bit she gets a bit raged at football, but apart from that I couldn't imagine her shouting at the F one. Yeah. Mercedes this year are probably going to do a little bit better than they did last year. I'm enjoying seeing George Russell progressing. Me too. He's gotten so much better in the past couple of years, especially I think he showed his true potential last year. He won his first race. Um, Yeah, I think so. Last year, and he was crying, and it was lovely. I'm so proud of him because he's doing so well. Um, I'm also... I'm going to be the first person to say, well, not the first person to say, but the first person to say in this podcast that I'm absolutely loving Mick schumacher as yeah. the reserve driver those little photos of him with toto wolf and the both looking like judgy yeah i love it i absolutely love it i think it's a massive shame i again think he's somebody who couldn't fulfill potential i'm not sure what potential he had i can't say he, he, i wasn't in i like i didn't know much about him as a driver but i think he's, a reserve driver for mercedes is exactly where he should be makes a driver that it takes his time to get used to something so like with f2 and f3 always took him a season to like sort of like it wasn't straight in there in f2 he, he took him a season or two to get used to it, and he won the championship. And in my opinion, I think if you win F two, you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't be guaranteed a seat, but you should deserve. Like you definitely deserve one. In time, you should get one. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, I'm not t- sure whether I see him in the F one grid right now, but no, I think no, I reserve think... driver for Mercedes is, like I just said, somewhere where he should be. But I think he, I think he'd fly through F two. I really do. No, he would, but he's just 
You're never gonna get anywhere in a Hass, and it will. You're not. Are you? the, the, well, I don't the, know. A few people are saying they're gonna do pretty well this, this year. This year, they've got two experienced drivers, and you know they they've had a lot to. I mean, it's it's hard for them to get worse from the last couple of seasons. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I feel like they've had a lot of bad luck. And Hass have had a lot of bad luck. The only driver you can really compare another driver to is his teammate. Yes. And it was you can't compare Mick with Mazepin. Because <laughs> Mazepin was just nowhere near the level required for this sport. No, no. And the season after, he was given Magnussen someone who he probably could learn a lot from. Yeah. Uh, and he did make a few mistakes, but I feel like he only had his one pace. Every time they asked him to push a bit harder, that was when he'd make a mistake. He'd falter, yeah. I've, I, I felt it was the same as when, kind of, when um, Charles up at the top of the table... Um, would he'd he'd have the chance to push and something would go wrong i don't think it's necessarily a driver fault i think it's nerves and not having that final little bit to push that comes in time i'm not a driver i can't say anything i'm not a mechanic i i'm here to purely speak from a fan perspective a lot of it is a is mental for them obviously it's such a grueling hard and difficult sport sometimes that push to just doing it is so difficult but yeah you could tell with Leclerc's mistakes last year especially at the start of the year like was it Imola where he, he was first and like had like a 14 second gap or something yes. and like one mistake on the chicane and Max was on him straight away yeah Max was straight there but also alongside with Max being there Leclerc wasn't able to defend his spot he like I think because I think he messes up and his confidence falters which is such a shame because he is an amazing driver he he, really is he gets too much in his own head that he needs to keep the spot he's in and he because he's not concentrating fully on the race he's he makes mistakes obviously it doesn't help that Max is a very aggressive driver so he's always getting he's always getting his nose in he's always like pushing at the corners and yeah it's it probably isn't great for him, but he'll only learn from these experiences and he'll only get better. He definitely will. Another topic to talk about could be how we think the Constructors' Championship is going to turn out towards the end of the season. Oh, yes. So I've got up here in front of me, like a Excel sheet. Lucas has come in with like all the spreadsheets, all the statistics, like a little, like we're going into a little science lab. Yeah, I've got this Excel spreadsheet up from Twitter and it's seven uh, journalists and magazines' predictions for the... Uh, Constructors' Championship. All of them unanimously have Red Bull and Ferrari in the top two. Yes, I can I can definitely see that happening. Obviously, I'd like to see someone else that's not Red Bull win. Me too. But whether that's just because I'm just because I'm me and want a little bit of spice, it's for that's... another day. But potentially, Max and Carlos signs at the top. So after that, it's pretty much unanimous that Aston Martin are going to finish third. Yes. Um, there is... Uh, exceptions with GP Blog and Lawrence Barreto who think Merck are going to finish third. Oh, you see, I'm not sure on that front. I am um, very cringy, made my F1 um, fantasy team this morning. I did actually pick Aston Martin as one of my teams over um, Mercedes. However, again, the Mercedes comeback that I think might happen, I think, I think it's going to be between Mercedes and Aston Martin, but very, very fine line. I'd like to see how the Aston fares this year. I've heard I've heard that they're the only team that can match Red Bull on the corners. That's where Red Bull are getting most of the pace from. They're about yeah. six tenths faster than everyone Definitely. on the corners. You can see when you watch as well, obviously. It's different when you're watching it and you're not there in person, but you can tell how nifty and how much speed... Like, they don't lose a lot. Like you've just said, they do not lose a lot of speed at all going around the corners and the other drivers slow down and 
they they struggle a considerable amount more and you can tell whilst you're watching i think it was brundle that said all the other cars looked like they were being pulled back by like yes. a tour on the corners yes but yeah, we're not going to see how these cars actually fare until Saturday. Like, no, definitely not. Mert could just be doing a bra and turn the drivers to slow down so nobody can suss them. So. I think testing, well, pre-season testing is a good indicator of how the cars are, things that are going wrong, which is obviously what they're supposed to do. But it doesn't massively transfer a lot to actual real-life race situations, unless you're Max Verstappen, who absolutely flies through testing, is amazing, and then does amazing. But for a lot of people pre like pre qualifying or qualifying, someone can do absolutely amazing and then in the race they just stumble. Like Drugovic finished in P ten in third day of testing, yes. I'm pretty sure. And I'm pretty sure if I am correct, he was his first ever time in the Aston. Yes. So someone who deserves a seat, if you ask me. But just depends how long Stroll's out for with his wrists. Yeah, um if anybody hasn't heard yet, I'm sure you all have. Lance Stroll did not um go to testing and he's not i think he's not competing this weekend he either. was supposed to he was supposed to try and drive on the morning of day three and i don't think he could apparently so. he has had a bike incident and we've heard that he's broken both of his wrists however i don't think it's been clearly said by anyone yet but that he's just injured but either way it's I, it's not looking great i haven't seen anything like news reports i've just heard from other f1 fans that he's broken his wrist so. yeah <laughs> it could just be a big rumor it hasn't really been confirmed yet but it doesn't sound great and if it's a bike incident you can assume it's it's wrists he may just have a tip well we never know he could literally have just knocked his chin <laughs> every single one of them said alpine will finish mid middle of the table yeah. dead center the next one next row alfa romeo there's a couple of hasses in there total Mo- uh, total motorsport and ted kravitz both said has finish below alpine yeah which thinks hasra Hard one. You know, they've got two very... You can't predict them. You've got... Who have you got? K-Mag and Hulkenberg this year. Hulkenberg. Hulkenberg. Yeah, you've got two very experienced drivers, two drivers who know what they're doing. My only concern would be Hulkenberg's had a lot of years out of the spot. I agree. He's been he's been out for a while, and I think things change quickly. Remember when he stood in at the... Um, I can't remember what the team are called now. Remember when he stood in for Stroll at... I can't remember what they're called now. The pink ones. He stood in and put the pink um, ones. Like almost stuck it on the podium from qualifying. He he's one of those who he, it's unpredictable again, and I feel like has as a whole with him with Hulkenberg being racing back, point. Sorry, are gonna be I don't know. They could fly. They could absolutely fly up the rankings. Knowing has it's probably just a donkey. Yes. <laughs> um, now the bottom three is mixed bag between everyone, between AlphaTauri, Williams, and McLaren. Will Buxton and Lawrence Barretta, Lawrence, Lawrence Barretta, think McLaren will finish rock bottom? I don't feel like we can knock McLaren out just yet purely from pre-season testing. Yeah. It could have been a tiny, tiny thing and they could, again, absolutely fly through. But I know that obviously they've got Lando Norris who's been racing with them for a while, but Lando and Oscar Piastri together are still a very, very youthful pair. They're still, I wouldn't say they're like young necessarily but they're they're quite new and fresh compared to the teams who are who are like up there red bull ferrari then they're, they're a newer set of drivers but... i i particularly like lando i feel like when he came in he added a, a breath of fresh air to the spot Definitely. you know he's not as serious as uptight as all the other drivers no. he's obviously matured he's not as you know brash or childish as some fans would no. say as he was when he first started no definitely not Again, one of those who's come on such a long mile. He was doing, I think, the I can't remember which race it was last season. I remember he when he, he started in P3, 
I think, he's... and that was intense. And he didn't end up finishing in. I think he, I think it was P five or six that he ended up finishing in, just outside of the podium, which is a shame. But Lando has potential again, just like Pierre Gasly, to be up there as soon as he Very has the opportunity so. to. But whether McLaren is the place for him to be to achieve that, I'm not sure. However, I, I think he's doing well there. He did a lot better last season with McLaren than Danny Rick did. Yeah, Danny, the car wasn't built for Danny Rick. He he likes, you know, overbraking. He likes diving into corners. That's, yes. where he, that's where his expertise lie. And the car was just never built for him. No. He had I that feel car like he at, hasn't... He had that car at Renault towards the end of his tenure there. And, you know, he, he was getting podium. He got a podium at Hungary. He yeah. was doing well. But... um. No, I think he left Renault at the wrong time, personally. I remember, actually, when he made the move, and it was it was one of those that, again, like McLaren, he was either going to succeed there or he wasn't. And I think, I think if he'd have stuck it out, he'd have had more chance. But I've seen a lot of interviews with him and a lot of stuff he's said. He, he's always done what's in his heart and his head. He's always done the thing that he feels like is right for him, which I do applaud because, at the end of the day, it's his life, his driver. I think... He wants to win, but it's more about his own personal happiness, which is really nice. Yeah. I always thought that he had the ability to be a world champion, and it was unfortunate to be racing at the same time as Vettel and Lewis and now Verstappen. Yes. He was great in that Red Bull. You know, he got eight podiums at Red Bull, was it? Seven podiums at Red Bull. He got a lot, yeah. Uh, He was great. He was number one driver there for a while until Max came along. Yeah. I just feel like everything's gone a bit wrong for him. He is still to the day, well, to this day, one of the, I think, the best drivers I've ever seen from when we were younger and kids and, like, when, like, obviously, like, when Lewis was first kind of around and Danny Rick was there as well and it's, like, I think he's definitely one of the best we've seen, I think. I don't think his career's done yet. I also think no. that he is in a good place as Red Bull reserve he's, driver. he's going to be a lot happier at Red Bull. He's got no pressure on him anymore. He's around people he likes. You know, he's great friends with Max. He's doing what he loves, like you just said, without the pressure, without the stress, and he's he's achieved what he wanted to do, realistically. Obviously, yeah. I know, I've heard that, he, I think he said that he wishes he could just push it further, and I, I think he could. I really genuinely think he could. If, I think his future's uncertain, though. I can't say anything because I'm not sure what's going to happen, but... Build a car around Danny Rick and he'll win your races. Build a car around Danny Rick, as you should, as you should. Moving on to some of the most common internet predictions. Starting off with a bang with, this season is going to be boring, extremely dull, and the same as last season. Not a very out there prediction. Very very, very easy to say that's going to happen. Now, I feel like we've got a lot of youth drivers. It's going to be interesting to see how they fare with it. I don't think it's going to be boring. It's unpredictable. It's going to be either extremely exciting and interesting or pretty mid-tier. I don't think it's going to be boring. I think some stuff will definitely happen. There's, there's a lot. Of, one of the great things about F1 is it's not just the races; it's the storylines alongside it. You yes. know, you've got UK, who you know he's got a lot to prove. He's still a diamond in the rough. A lot of people say this is probably a make or break season for him as well, whether he's still in the sport or not. Uh, Carlos, whether he can push that step further yes. level. I think he's on level with Leclerc. I don't think Ferrari see it that way, but I think he is. I th- I agree. I completely agree. I think. Um, they don't see it that way, um, but yeah, totally. You've got Russell, who will probably be trying to finish above Lewis again. Oh, he will. I feel. I think that's going to happen. I genuinely think that's going to happen. You've got Piastri, who's new to the sport. Drogovic, if he stays on. Yes. Uh, 
there's just a lot. Alonso. Alonso, yes. Alonso's a driver a who probably should have a lot more drivers' championships. Definitely, definitely he's, deserved. He's only got two. He almost won at Ferrari. Yes. Schumacher, not helping him there. <laughs> uh, no, you can't beat him. You can't his, beat him. I think for Lo- Fernando Alonso is old, but I don't think age really affects Poor you. Poor guy. He's probably. S- He's not listening to this, but I can imagine if he was, he'd be like, oh, old? Most sport, most sports, you know, people start to think, oh, he's past 30, you know, he's past his prime. But yeah, definitely. Alonso's clearly proved that he's not lost any of it. I suppose it's a similar case with Lewis as well, being he's he's getting to be a vet, like, the sport's veteran, even though he's he's not like, even middle-aged, that, you know that, what I mean? Was it last season, or the season before, where Ocon won at Hungary? Alonso was just defending. Or it was the season before. Yeah, that, that race, Alonso versus Hamilton... You know, just holding him back. Because yes. if Alonso hadn't have holding him back, Lewis would have taken Ocon. Not like, at all, yeah. You know, not to discredit Ocon or anything, but Lewis is next level. And Lewis is. I think he'll always be That's some level. of the best racing I've ever seen, he's personally. A, whether you like Lewis or not, he's definitely got a little place in our hearts as being a British driver as well. I think most people love Lewis Hamilton. If yes. you don't, you really hate him. Yeah, <laughs> but, he's a, he's yeah. a, you really like him or you really hate him. Yeah, yeah. War of the Brits with Lewis Hamilton. But yeah, I agree completely about Ocon. There's also um, Ocon and Gasly, how those two will get along. A yes. lot of people know about the history there if you don't. Um, it's not great. They've had a rocky relationship in the past. They were great friends as kids. And then once the racing started becoming competitive... You know, Everything changed. Ocon's never spoke out about it. Gasly has quite a bit, you know, saying that it just becomes toxic every time I talk about racing. Yeah. And that the great friends, when it's not nothing to do with racing, but as soon as it comes to racing, they can't speak to each other. No. It's the French. They've got that French flair. It's the frogs. But, yeah. Um, but, no, yeah, definitely. I think it's the same in a lot of competitive sports as well. As soon as you get... Re- same with competition in real life with people, even if it's you're a normal person at work, at school, at college, at university, just living your life with your friends. Competitiveness is the destroyer of all relationships. But I'm hoping that they can pull it together with Alpine. Yeah, one of my predictions, the... A uh, serious prediction was I do think that Gasly and Ocon will have they won't have a falling out but one of them will get mad at a team order yep. so I'd say yep. Ocon's going faster than Gasly or vice versa and the team says move aside I think you know Definitely. Words will be exchanged. Um, we've got another one of that Max Verstappen is to break the barring curse. Now, again, it's something if you guys don't know it, I'm sure you've probably heard of it. But every person who wins the Bahrain GP comes second in the World Drivers' Championship. Now, I personally can't see this one happening. I think it's a bit of a silly one. But I think I think Max, if anybody's going to break the curse, it's Max Definitely. Everybody can, he's gonna, everybody's saying 20 plus wins at least. It, it depends how competitive the other cars are, really. Yeah. That's all it comes down to. Yeah. You know, if, if all the other cars have struggled to improve and the Red Bull has, you know, he's just gonna win every race, isn't yeah. he? He's gonna be yeah. like watching Lewis all over again, so. Yeah. Again, to add to that, Max Verstappen to win World Championship third year in a row. Curse, curses in sports are different. They are, they are. And they never seem to be broken with, with it. Charles as well. <laughs> Superstition has a big. Th- Big part in sports. Is it? Is it Charles in Monaco? Mm. <laughs> Bless him. It's just Park absolutely disgraceful for him. He, every single time he tries to have a look in Monaco, something goes horrendously wrong, whether that's a crash or just the worst race you've ever seen him compete in his life. And I thought, I thought last season was going to be when he broke that as well. And he didn't. He didn't. He um, crashed a pretty, pretty historic old, was it Nicky Lauda's 
car. He he was yeah, driving. Yeah. He was driving his car. I think it, I'm pretty sure it was, it was around Nicky, Monaco. Mickey. Nicky Lauda's memorial car in the, in the old car in like the yeah, memorial race. Yeah, and he race. was driving it around as some part of like history event thing, and he crashed it. To um, be fair, the brakes did fail. It wasn't his fault. No, it but... wasn't. His, but just his luck in Monaco. But yeah, um, we've already touched on Lando Norris at McLaren. Um, we'll get on to some silly ones. So our a silly, oh, silly or legitimate, we'll leave it up to you guys to decide whether they are silly or not. So Hamilton to win his eighth championship i personally can't see this happening just because of max but i think think lewis is gonna i think he's gonna give a good give him a good run for his money merc are only gonna improve they're the best best i think they're the most well-run team on the grid and the car is gorgeous by the way yeah it's gone back to back from from silver to black again i always preferred the silver arrows darker colors definitely no paint actually it's just straight carbon fiber but um no i've I don't think Lewis will retire until he comes close to an eighth. No. But I, I don't think he'll. I don't think the car's ready yet. I think give it a season. Gonna, he's going to stick it out. I think with Lewis. Again, not Hamilton this time, but Charles Leclerc to win the championship. I, I'd love to see him win. I love him. I really do. Um, but I think again, I feel like that push that he's missing. I don't think it's going to be there this year, but. He has the potential, and I think the minute that that clicks in for him, he's going to be unstoppable. Yeah, it's sometimes it's not always up to him. I think I wouldn't say it would have been as like a close battle, but it would have been a lot narrower for Max last year if Ferrari hadn't have made the mistakes they'd made. Yeah, they it, had a lot of um, strategic issues. Yeah, last you know, year with, like, um, the, Matea. They'd make decisions that you know it's like. It's, it went from bad people being like that was a bit silly to being like why have you done that that <laughs> yeah. makes no sense which ended up with Mattia Binotto leaving his he, post which is a shame because I think I think he's built that team up he got a lot of he got a lot of he's the not going to get to reap the rewards for it he got a lot of the flack um, probably, maybe some of it was deserved maybe some of it probably not he got the brunt of it because he was like the face of Ferrari obviously being the team principal and all but yeah it's a shame um, we've already touched on Gasly or Ocon to get mad at team orders. It will happen. Heard it here first. We've got another one of Yuki Tsunoda to win a race. No. No. I like Yuki. I, just, I love him, but no. He's just, you know, I just, I can't see that happening. I don't, not I don't think, Alvatore. I don't think his full, mo- his full motivations aren't in F1. I feel like he likes the sport and he wants to do well in it, but I don't think that he's fully committed to the sport and... Winning the race in this sport is like, you know, winning a Premier League for a club. Yeah, he so. gets told he gets told to push, and he gets stressed, and he gets upset. And I feel like I feel like he just wants to drive and try his best and do it on his own. But I can't see him winning a race this time. Winning, winning a race is so difficult, and even when like someone who isn't you know top of the field wins, and it most of the time comes down to mistakes, whether it's like a safety car, rain, a crash, you know, it's. It's very hard to win a race. You know, there's Definitely. 19 it's... other people competing against you. People speak about it as if it's something easy and it's not. We're talking about the world's top racing F1 drivers. Bearing in mind, they've have to go, had to go through F1, uh, sorry, F3, F2, F1 to get to the place oh. where they are in. And winning a race is, we're talking the top of the top you have to be to all, win that All race. these people will have been doing this since they were eight, like competitively since they were eight years old. It's Exactly. It's it's extremely insane. One of my favourite 
quotes ever is whatever you're doing there's always going to be a kid that's probably doing it better than you yeah and if you can imagine how insane these people were as kids you can imagine them now and we've got similar to that joe winning a gp um I, i don't i'm not sure i've not really paid much attention to joe i think I think, again, I think he has potential. I'm not sure whether this he, um, year... He did quite well in one of the test days. He didn't do test day three. Test day two, I'm not sure if this is correct, but this says he has... This here says he got the fastest time in day two. Again, one to watch out for. I don't know, but I don't think this year is going to be his year. I cannot see him personally winning a race. His timings, However, his timings are in bold and the rest aren't, so I'm assuming that means he's the fastest. Yes, <laughs> if he's there somewhere near the top and in bold, probably. But then again, he's with Alfa Romeo. They're not they're not a horrendous team at all compared the to the rest of them. lovely this year. It is really pretty. It's gorgeous. They've done a really good job. A, a few of them haven't changed. Red Bull basically looks the, for, the same. Looks the same. Ferrari, which is one of my personal favourite cars, is always looks beautiful as well. But Alfa Romeo have stepped it up. Yeah. Same with Mercedes. Just gorgeous. Um now, I cannot say this one <laughs> without laughing. Oscar Piastri to eat Lando Norris alive, literally, for tea. I mean, that's a Netflix documentary waiting to happen. It would be a bit concerning. Drive to the, it wouldn't eat, it'd be a murder one. Unsolved Mysteries. What made Oscar Piastri do that? The Piastri Oscar Pastry. Oscar Pastry, really, really into his tea time, tea time foods. Um, we've got someone who said it's Hamilton's last season. And Ferrari may finish top with Red Bull second. I disagree with both of these. Um, Hamilton is in a long-term contract. He's got quite a few years left still with F1. And I think if he did leave, everybody would be very upset. Not that he's here because of us, but it's not his last season. Red Bull are only... Red Bull will only not finish top of the constructors if there is feuds between Max and uh, Perez. because Or if Ferrari give it their all. It just depends. Max is always going to win. You know, that's a given. Perez depends on how he's feeling. In my personal opinion, from what I've seen, he's got a very strange relationship with Max. I could be completely wrong yes. and we could be great friends. But, you know, with all the stuff that's gone on, I just don't. I can't see those two getting along as well as they used to. Yeah, there were a few um, incidences last season, incidents, um, last season that people weren't very happy with, such as Max and him being basically he was going to overtake Max and them saying, no, no, let Max go, let Max go, yeah. which is such a shame. And I know he wasn't happy about that whatsoever. The radio um, the radio talk that he had about it, he was gutted. He mm. seemed truly disheartened about it. So, yeah, that's, I think, still going to be a Red Bull first, but I'm not an expert. I know all these drivers want to win. They're all extremely competitive. Uh, competitive. That's why they're here. Beyond being competitive when you've already won the championship and you're yes. not going to give up first place at the he last was, second. Yeah, he, he he had won. He'd practically won and he didn't let Nobody, him. Nobody's going to judge you. I'm no, not nobody's saying you sudden... have to let your teammate win. I'm no, not saying that. Nobody's but... going to suddenly think, oh, Max is crap. He, he finished second behind Checo. Yeah, we, everyone knows he's the best driver on the grid, so... He, he had a grudge against something. Checo would have won that, and it was just—it was just such a shame. Angry with Christian Horner right it. now. Angry. I feel like Max owed something to Checo. I don't think Max would have won the first championship if it wasn't for Checo, no. especially in Abu Dhabi. Yes. He held Lewis up for Abu so Dhabi, long. Absolutely. He—he—he he, he did that for him. Yeah. He was focusing less on his own race and more on Max's than like. So Max is succeeding and it was just it was such a shame but I'd like to see them get along a bit better as teammates like you said we don't know what their relationship is with one another but I think 
Red Bull, I think fairness isn't one of Red Bull's best qualities. No. Controversial take. And <laughs> we've got lo- we had loads of predictions on Williams winning a race and all sorts of that. But the best one so far was from one of my closest friends. And we will finish the session with it because I feel like we need a few laughs before the race this weekend. Um, we're not going to go into too much detail about the race this weekend. Um We don't want to be too boring for you, but the best one was definitely saying that this year the cars are going to fly, all rules will be changed and aeroplanes will start racing in F1 and one of them will dress as Lightning McQueen. Ka-chow! Hello. (laughs) Planes is the best Disney film. But no, I think cars is better. I definitely do. Oh, we will be seeing planes this year and Logan Sargent will win by flying from the bottom of the table to P1 in an aeroplane and all the rules will be changed and you'll be able to fly in a plane. Go Yanks. I think that was pretty accurate. That has been the first episode of Drive Through. We're going to have to love you and leave you, but we hope you've enjoyed it. If you fancy being a guest on the show, contact us at Drive Through Pod on Instagram. We will see you next week for a little look at how the Bahrain GP went. We'll bring something else fun for you as well. But yep, yeah, I have been Mia and Lucas. Bye. Bye. Bye.